Hey there, best buds. Editor Best Boy Dan here. Just wanted to give everyone a heads up that today's review of Domestic Girlfriend may include strong adult themes and mentions of sexual assault and self-harm. If you don't feel up to listening to this kind of content, but still want your best boy's fix, you can listen up through the news. Thank you, and now enjoy the episode. That sounded good. Hold on, let me listen to this back now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And welcome to our latest episode. It is titled, Anime Was a Mistake, Domestic Girlfriend Edition. It sure is. (laughs) Um, So this episode, we're going to be talking, obviously, about the show Domestic Girlfriend. It's going to be part of a larger series in the Best Boys Cinematic Universe. Um, I mean, there's no, there's no pictures involved, but okay, go off, King. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, it's going to be part of our Anime Was a Mistake series. Um, this is where we're going to explore um, the kind of more trashy side of anime, because where there is light, there is always shadow, and anime tends to not shy away from that, um, aka, like... All the crazy things you think of when you think of anime tentacles, sisters, which we're going to get into in this episode. Um, Only one of those. You decide which. (laughs) Yeah. Vote on your phones now. Um, So yeah, so that's basically it. Uh, We have the same usual staples though. We're going to talk about some anime news first, then we'll get into the review. Um, We'll have a spoiler section um, later in the episode where we kind of tell what happens throughout the first season as well as into the anime we'll give you plenty of heads up on that front and then we'll cap it off with uh, one of our infamous top 10 lists yeah we uh, actually do 10 this time yeah i know right Lucky you. <laughs> two fives also count two fives count I, i'll give it to you i'll give it to you um so justin Tell me about Kimono Jihen. Yeah, so I, I've been watching a lot of Kimono Jihen, and I love the show. Uh, I mentioned previously I really love it for the drip. Uh, I love mm. it for the the fashion. But uh, some of the latter episodes, you know, I've really been enjoying the way that they approach the um, kind of the world that these characters live in, especially um, the main character who kind of, um, in some of these episodes, is approaching the idea of what it means to love for the first time in his life. So, like, I gotta catch up on this show. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and like one of the things that I find really interesting about it is like it, it kind of answers the question like, hey, what would how would you feel about love and like the idea of being in love or the idea of having uh, close relationships as somebody who has never experienced that in their life? Mm. So like, it's kind of uh, using this kind of technique of uh, defamiliarization with the concept of love and caring and friendship. Uh, to kind of present this, uh, uh, how would you describe it? This kind of approach to closeness uh, for this character who had never experienced it before. Um, so that's the latest reason why I've been enjoying Kimono Jihen. And I think everybody should be uh, giving it a shot. Especially if you're a fan of like Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, this is an interesting kind of counterpoint to that show, I think. And it's not because you want to have your own stable of 
small male children doing your work for you. Absolutely not. Okay. Although, uh, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm going to jump ahead a little yeah, bit. I know got? I want to talk about, um, I, I've been feeling extra like nerdy weeby lately. Um, after watching the first two seasons of Yoamushi Pedal, uh, I got really into the soundtrack. It is the like OST for that show is is super all over the place. So uh, OST I think stands for original soundtrack, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically like the underscore for the show. You have the OP, which is the opener, the ED, which is the ender, and then the OST, which is everything in between. And uh, for for Yoamushi Pedal, it is just a weird collection of stuff because you have like the main theme which is like this very like 90s woodwind sax kind of like sexy music uh and then you have like all the characters who have their own individual like songs associated with them and some of the villains have these crazy trippy like techno beats and stuff mm -hmm. um so it's been like i i have found lately that i've been enjoying doing like everyday like projects or like household like cleaning like that sort of stuff to sports anime osts because okay. it just brings like a level of hype it's like the equivalent of our friend who uh works in movies and he just loves movie soundtracks so like he'll listen to like the born identity soundtrack as he's like driving born identity has a solid soundtrack, yeah no though. it's great but it like it just brings this kind of level of hype having this underscore around your life. So that's been my big weeb outlet lately. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I definitely I enjoy some some anime OSTs. Uh, I've especially lately been enjoying the Domestic Girlfriend OP, which we'll talk about a little it's, bit later. But it's, it's solid, man. Do you have a show with like an OST that like jumps out to you this season? Just in general. In general, um. Let me think. I mean, Cowboy Bebop, obviously. That's the, oh, the OG. Cowboy Bebop's great. Uh, but you know also, Hajime no Ippo was on my workout rotation for a very for long sure. time. There's a, every time I search for Ippo, there is like a specific like workout playlist that comes up on YouTube. Um, you know what's a banger from back in the day, and I know you'll know this one, what's is uh, Dot Hack Sign. Oh, yeah. Dot Hack Sign has oh, a solid OST for sure. That's a great one. Yeah. A lot of really great anime soundtracks. Uh, also, <laughs> I mean, workout mixes. They never mm -hmm. stop. But also, uh, Naruto had a pretty good OST, especially yeah. their Sad Boy song. That Sad yeah. Boy song, it slaps a little bit. Yeah. No, Naruto in general is shockingly good source. But I mean, yeah. when you run for that long, you're bound you're to gonna have gold occasionally. Hits, yeah. <laughs> um, you wanted to talk about something else. I interrupted. No, no, you're totally fine. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit also about Sing Yesterday to me. Because I had mentioned during our... Um, what, it was either our 2020 uh, anime or our Crunchyroll Awards episode that I was going to watch it. And I did. Uh, I watched it 12 episodes. Um, I had read the manga previously. This was one that um, I read the manga and it was just okay. And I watched the anime and it was just okay. Um... I was a little disappointed in it because they cut out a couple of the better arcs towards the end. I feel like it was super rushed at the end. So, like, it definitely should have been more of a 24-episode rather than a 12-episode uh, season. Um, they're not going to do another one, obviously. They, they they ran through all of the source material with this one season. Um, but I was a little disappointed, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of... The, the, the one arc that I was super interested in seeing play out on the screen was one that they cut. Um, so, you know, if you've read the, if you've read the manga, you know, it's worth watching, give it a, give it a watch. But like, if you haven't read the manga, it's not going to interest you very much. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think that 
if you didn't know what you were missing out on, you would still like enjoy the show? If I didn't know what I was missing out on, no, I don't think so. Because like it, the the drama, the like the the arcs that they skipped kind of really served to like to be the height of the drama in the mm. show. Like I'm not gonna give really a, a too many spoilers away, but like. Um, there's like a, a sort of a, a side romantic interest of one of the main characters who has a really fulfilling uh, arc where they kind of question. Yeah. Are they related to them in any way? No. Okay. No, no. Um, <laughs> but they have a really fulfilling arc that kind of like serves to, to help them get over an unrequited love um, and kind of like grow as a person that they just completely cut out. Um, and they, they like, I don't know. They really kind of crippled his character emotionally in a way that didn't resonate with me very well. So no, I you know I would put this in the not recommend category unless you read the manga. If you read the manga and you did enjoy it at some level, probably worth watching just to see it. But uh, yeah, other than that, not really. That's fair. Yeah. I, I'm more of the mindset of like I, I'm usually either manga or anime. I'm unless, the same way. Unless. I've watched all the anime and like I have to know the story. And I, I will generally on only watch the anime for a manga that I really, really enjoyed. So yeah. we're talking about like Harimiya, Tonikawa, um, you know, uh, Way of the House Husband coming up soon. Oh yeah, so like I'll, I'll definitely watch Way of the House Husband, even though I read that. Yeah, but speaking of manga, uh, I also recently read Harimiya, the final chapter. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. It was okay. So it wasn't super it wasn't super crazy. It wasn't anything like cuz like you know a lot of times with a shonen or something like that you have an explosive final chapter. Uh, with something like a rom-com, like a slice of life, you get a little bit more of a slow burn at the end. Um, Maybe but, Yu Yu Hakusho had a had a boring ass in the really? last episode. <laughs> yeah, they like think they like just go to the beach. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine too. <laughs> it's not even a beach episode. No, yeah. For for this one, you know, it was it was it was fine. Um it was really sad just because the manga was ending, but it ended in a really great way. There was one um, story arc that I wish had been resolved that was not really kind of resolved. I'm not going to say it because, you know, the, the anime is current. I don't want to spoil anything. But for those of you who do read the manga, you know what I'm talking about probably. Um, but other than that, it had a really great, uh, really great ending. I'm really sad to see it go, but I'm glad that it lasted for as long as it did. Um, the manga reader that I normally use is down, <laughs> and it will be down for the next like three weeks. So I had to read it on one of those like janky ass like uh, like readers with all of the ads for like the porn games, mm. and I was like. <laughs> I was like, I will only do this for her. The, like, this game will make you ejaculate in 15 yeah, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those. It was ridiculous. Um, but I would only do that for Haremia, and I did it. I did suffer through it for Haremia. But um, yeah, I'm really sad to see it end, but I would love to see the entire series play out on screen. So I really hope they do continue uh, doing a couple more seasons for this one. Yeah, I think... I mean, remains to be seen, but I think there's... From the response I've seen to Harimi, I think it, it stands a good chance. Of I haven't seen a single seasons. negative review yeah. about it. So, um, I also want to give a little shout out right now. Um, one of my coworkers um, does these unbelievable paintings. I think they're on glass. I could be wrong about that, but they're specifically of hot animals. Hot anime boys. I can I can speak. Mm -hmm. um, you can find their work on. 
uh, Instagram at hotboypaintings. Uh, I don't know how she got that username. That is a fantastic username. It is username. an amazing username. I'm told that commissions are closed right now, but at the very least, please go follow. Like, the work is impeccable. I can't believe I know someone who's that artistically talented. Yeah, like, when you showed me, when you showed me their timeline, I was like, these, uh, specifically, I'm really drawn to... Uh, the spike paintings from Cowboy yeah, Bebop. They, they are really good. so good. All of them are fantastic. Yeah. But I was just like, my eye immediately fixated on the spike paintings. And I was like, wow, this is really amazing. Um, yeah, so good. Definitely check definitely check her out. For Def- real. Definitely check it out. Um, and then I want to wrap up this section um, with a little existential question for you, okay. Justin. I slipped this one in. Yeah, no, I because saw it. I, and there's method to my madness with this. I think that this question is a good way to set the stage for what we're going to discuss today okay and i want to ask you what do you think makes a quality anime what do i think makes a quality anime so one of the most important things to me in an anime which will come as no surprise to anybody who's been listening to the podcast since the beginning i love character development so i want to see a character grow um uh also, I like, I, you know, I love fully fleshed out arcs, so I don't like to see any loose ends, okay. um, which is another huge thing for me. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the most important thing for a quality anime is character development and not just the main character. I want to see all of the characters grow, like any character who has had more than an episode or two's worth of screen time, I feel like should have some sort of meaningful development. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I have similar thoughts. Um, I think I I come at things from, like, a very broad range of stuff. So, like, my background is uh, in, like, technical theater. So, I look more towards a lot of, like, the technical elements. Right. Uh, I'm also really a sucker for a great story. And, that, and that's one of the things that I love about anime in particular is just the way in which they tell stories I find different from a lot of Western media. Right. Um, so I look for a very engaging story. Uh, I'm not necessarily picky about what kind of story I like every genre, um, every, you know, kind of story you can tell, but I just like the story to be told right. very well. Uh, and then I like all of the other elements to it. Like I think that, something quality has to have you know good production design i think it has to have good sound mixing good orchestrations you know good character development good dialogue like i for me i try and come at my like reviews and and how i view things from like the most objective like construction of that piece of work right like how do all the building blocks go to make a piece of art I think that's interesting because I I think we definitely approach anime in different ways and it probably has a little bit to do with our background. So like you said, you have a background in technical theater. I have a background in literature specifically. Um, so I, get, I guess I kind of do uh, gravitate a lot more towards the story uh, aspect of anime, especially, specifically the characters. I become very attached to characters um, and I want to see them have the, their day in the sun, so to speak. Um, that doesn't mean I don't appreciate the technical aspects of anime. You know, I absolutely am. It, I marvel at the way that the you know diff- different animators bring an anime to life. But for me, the story and specifically the character development is the most important 
Yeah. I mean, you can have a flashy, beautiful anime that has no, like, the worst story. Oh, sure. Like, I, I think a great example uh, of this, and it's uh, on my mind because someone at, at work was watching it the other day, um, uh, God of High School. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful show. No Unbelievable fight choreography. Terrible character development. Story completely fell apart at yeah. the end of the season. Yeah. Um, visually stunning, though. Visually stunning. A lot of great technical pieces to it but just you know overall not so much yeah um so yeah i i think that's i think it's good to kind of get that frame of reference going in uh to this review because i'm so happy that this is going to be our first review i yeah i I hadn't thought about it that way until you brought it up (laughs) i kind of wish it wasn't but uh we're we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it it's gonna be fun this is really mostly in fun um but justin you got something to say i do no sorry (laughs) i spaced a little bit just kind of thinking about what we're about to get into uh but yeah let us know what you think uh best buds what are you watching what osts are stuck in your head uh if you've been reading the haremia manga i am especially interested in hearing from you uh if you've listened to if you've read the the latest chapter Send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. Yeah. And now, straight from W-E-E-B. You fucked it up. Did I? Studio W-E-E-B. All right, you do it then. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. And now, next up, coming at you straight from Studio W-E-E-B, it's Anime News. Just so you know, because I'm the editor, I'm going to leave that in. And right <laughs> now is when I'm going to go into the Great. music. Okay, cool. Oh, the news is so sweet, my anime friends. Uh, we are starting off with some Demon Slayer news, uh, specifically Mugen Train. Uh, it is getting a DVD release in Japan on June 16th. Uh, the good news is that it is also getting a release on all of the streaming platforms on June 22nd. So please don't do any illegal downloads. Just go to your favorite streaming site, wait those six days, and get some sweet Demon Train action. Now, if you can't wait all the way until June, I got even better news for our United States listeners. Uh, it's actually going to be coming to the U.S. and oh, and Canada on April 23rd, including 40X and IMAX. That's what I, we call North America. Yeah, well, not Mexico. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, tickets will be going on sale April 9th on Funimation's website. Um, so far, the film's grossed over $28 million, uh, sorry, 28 million tickets and earned over $350 million uh, just in Japan. That is one sixth of the avengers yeah that's it's which is actually like pretty bonkers yeah no they've they've made a crazy (laughs) amount of money and it's important to remember that that's that number is just japan just they have also topped the charts in i think singapore korea also uh, they did pretty well in australia so like demon slayer is enormous yeah uh and that kind of leads me into our next topic for the news uh today which is that no anime films were nominated for the 93rd Oscars Awards. Um, they they did write once with um, Spirited Away. 
Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> that and was like, it. so listen, I'm not super surprised with this one. Okay, the uh, the Oscars have been out of touch in a lot of ways, not just regarding how yeah. they, t- you know, how they view anime uh, for a very long <laughs> Do time. You remember the Green Book? Or? Yeah. Oh God, um, I wish I didn't. But um, you know, with with Demon Slayer being as momentous as it is, you know, surpassing becoming the highest grossing anime film. Uh, you think it history, would get some recognition. You would think it would at least get a nomination. Um, but no such luck, unfortunately. Um, so we've got another anime uh, list Oscars awards coming up this year that you cannot look forward to. That's fine. Uh, because I actually have good news on the other hand. The live action Cowboy Bebop film has finished filming. Um, there's no official re- uh, word on release date yet. Um, they got to do all the post-production stuff. I would say we're probably around a year out, depending, but, uh, I'm excited. It, you know, I love Cowboy Bebop. I love the casting. Netflix doesn't have a great track record with movies. They certainly don't. Uh, at least anime adaptation movies, but, you know, eventually someone's got to get it right. And I really hope it's this one, because like you mentioned, the cast is phenomenal. I really love this cast. I want them to do it right. I want to roll back what I said. There is one good live-action anime movie. What's that? Speed Racer. I haven't watched it. Ah, uh, no, it's I the Wachowski it. uh, sisters. I know, I know. I really, lo- I really love them, too. I need to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, um, Alita Battle Angel was all right. Still ha- I haven't seen that it one, either. okay. I'm traumatized, because I-, I watched like the first 27 minutes of Death Note, I've never watched another Netflix live-action anime ever again. Yeah, Death Note <laughs> was a lot. Though I, I will say, Willem Dafoe as uh, Ryu. Only good part of that movie. Only good part of that movie. He's the only good part of every movie he's ever... No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. He's, he's in a lot of he's really great, great movies. Yeah. He's, I love that man. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I really... I'm cautiously optimistic on the Cowboy Bebop live-action. I want it to be good. It's like a formative part of my anime experience early on in life. So I want to have this be a good moment for me uh cowboy bebop wise because but i (laughs) fingers crossed i said (laughs) emphasis on cautiously optimistic uh but moving on to our next story we have uh, an announcement from animation studio sunrise beyond and the hobby company bandai spirits uh that they are having a new collaborative project called kyokai senki uh with a television anime slated for this fall uh, they promote. They uh, posted a promotional video for the project, as well as a promotional video for their upcoming plastic model kits, plamo kits for you gunplay addicts out there. Um, so the story is set in the year 2061, with Japan under a state of occupation by multiple states. The world, including Japan, has been consolidated under the rule of four trade blocks. The entire archipelago now the front line of conflict. The Japanese people live under a state of constant occupation and oppression, with humanoid war machines called Amame uh, patrolling its streets. A young introverted boy named Amo Shiba uh, has a chance meeting with an autonomous AI called Guy, and his acquisition of the Amame Kembu begins a story that will see him attempting to take back Japan. Now, this is very interesting because, to me, and this is purely speculation, I haven't heard any like official announcements or comments on this from Bandai or anything like that, but it kind of seems like they're trying to recapture the initial hype uh, that they had around Mobile Suit Gundam, where Gundam was not only uh, an anime phenomenon, but also a plastic model kit phenomenon. And it was almost like a 50-50 between what the major focus of Bandai was. 
between the animation um, and also the model kits. So it would be really interesting to see them kind of um, trying to capture a young audience in the way that they did with Mobile Suit Gundam to get a generation of people who don't just watch this anime and its various offshoots. Hopefully they don't do a million timelines like they did in Gundam, but uh, also people who will build the model kits. Uh, so, you know, just, just speculation from me on that point, but it would be super interesting to see. Uh, up next, uh, we have Yashahime. I never know. Yashahime. Uh, the Inuyasha uh, sequel spinoff uh, has actually been greenlit for a second season. Uh, I haven't personally watched it. I know Best Boy Justin hasn't either. Uh, Best Girl Alicia has, and she doesn't have a lot of good things to say about it. From what we have heard, we're looking at kind of like the Boruto equivalent of Inuyasha. Yeah. Um, not to hate on Boruto, but... I, mean, I haven't heard great things about that either. Listen, a friend of mine who shares the same name as me, um, he, and I trust his opinions on anime very highly, has said that uh, Boruto, the only reason he watches it is because he can't stop watching it, and he hates every moment of it. So, like, it's it's not <laughs> likely that I'm going to pick up Boruto anytime soon. Uh, yeah, that's fair. There's plenty of other things on my list first. Yeah, but there is something that I think I might have to pick up, and... Um, that is uh, The Moon, Laika, and Nosferatu, uh, which was announced by Shogakukan. Um, that it's a light novel that's going to be ad adapted into an anime. And it seems like the story is going to be kind of an alternate history uh, story involving cosmonauts and vampires. Uh, so oh. needless to say, I am here for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have too many more details for you on that point. There's no announcement. Do you date need yet. more details? But like, <laughs> this is something that I am going to be paying very close attention to. The concept art that I saw for it was phenomenal. Uh, and the story, you know, just based on the few beats that I saw of it, um, they look really, really interesting. So this is something I'm going to be keeping my eye on and I will have more news for you when it comes up. Yeah. While you're picking that up, I'm going to be picking up some bubble tea. Yeah. <laughs> from Kung Fu Tea, uh, which we were actually just talking about before we yeah, started I the podcast. I had Kung Fu Tea this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, they're a great uh, bubble tea chain. Um, but Not they're... sponsored, but they're great. Yeah. I mean, please sponsor us. Yeah. Kung Fu Tea. Yeah, I know Get... you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Email us. Um, they're doing a, a Fruits Basket uh, themed set of drinks for the final season uh starting april 1st you're going to be able to get yuki's noble taro slush uh toru's strawberry blush slush and kyo's mango madness Ooh, that one that's the I think, one yeah that's i think the that's one. the one i want to try uh you're also going to get a limited edition fruits basket sticker uh with any of the purchases uh listed before uh while supplies last of course um Additionally, a drink purchase between March 15th and May 9th will net you one free month of Funimation Premium Plus membership. It does. Which, I, you know, I love to see anime crossovers in America with things. Like, yeah. we had the Pokemon cards at McDonald's recently. We mm -hmm. got uh, Fruits Basket uh, at, at Kung Fu Tea. It's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Kung Fu Tea is great. Um, buy it, buy their tea. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't support us, but it's good tea. <laughs> I mean, it could support us. Kung Fu Tea. Yeah. Hit us some, up. Yeah. Hit us up. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on to our last story for today. We have uh, Science Fell in Love, So I Tried to Prove It, announces a second season to air in 2022. 
I am super excited for this. I love this show. I keep telling everybody to watch this show and nobody listens to I'm me. I'm gonna watch So it. now I have a platform to tell all of you <laughs> to watch this show and you can't well, stop me. What have we done? We've yeah. given you a platform exactly. to Exactly. You, you put a microphone in front of me. Now <laughs> you have to Mistakes have been to me. made. Uh, but for those of you who missed the first season, the story centers around Ayame Himuro and Shinya Yukimura, two scientists who are in love with each other. They want to prove that their love can be scientifically proven, quantified, and expressed factually. I highly recommend this for any of you rom-com fans out there. And even if you're not a rom-com fan, even if you just like comedy, the comedy on this show is top-notch. I really think you should give it a shot. I'm I'm going to watch it. This is going to be... I found out they have a dub of it, so this is going to be my, like... I, you know, I got to clean my apartment, do the dishes. Right. <laughs> I, I need English words so I can take my eyes off the screen show. Absolutely. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, and that that's pretty much it for anime news this week. We're recording a little bit earlier, so if anything happens, no, we'll cover it in uh, next uh, the next episode. Yeah. Uh, and now, uh, one of my new favorite parts of our show, uh, a word from our sponsor. What is up, best buds? Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, which is sponsored by Loot Crate. You can use promo code BESTBOYS at LootCrate.com for 15% off your purchase of any of their amazing boxes, but we think you'll all especially enjoy their Loot Anime Box, which comes with over $60 worth of sweet anime swag. We recently received last month's survival box, which came with a ton of awesome loot from Goblin Slayer, Berserk, and my personal favorite, this adorable rack plushie from Tower of God. I actually, uh, I wore the socks from Berserk the other day. They look great and they're super comfortable. All the stuff we've gotten from Loot Crate has been really high quality, so we know all our best buds will be satisfied. And don't forget to use promo code BESTBOYS at LootCrate.com for 15% off your purchase. And remember, happy looting! Wow, what a great ad that we haven't recorded yet, but we'll record later and I will cut into there. The magic um, of editing. But yeah, please, LootCrate.com, BESTBOYS. Like, how awesome is that? Um... And I'm sure Luke Crate's going to be really excited about what we have to talk about next, which Super is the meat exciting. and potatoes of this episode, Best Boy Justin. Are you ready? I don't think I am, but I don't have much <laughs> of a choice because we're doing it. We're doing it. We are going to review the hell out of Domestic Girlfriend. Um, it is based off of manga, uh, written by Justin. <laughs> uh, written by Kei Sasuke. There you go. Published by Kodansha, which is a huge name in manga if you're uh, uh, Yeah, they're everywhere. Um, there's 28 volumes of, of this behemoth. Objectively, <laughs> 28 too many. Uh, objectively, there should be double. Um, <laughs> uh, it was uh, made by studio uh, Dio Medea. Uh, yeah, I think Dio Medea. Is, like I like to think that it's like Dio from JoJo and it's like Medea Me from like Greek tragedy together. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with them, that's all right. Uh, they haven't done a, a ton of like high profile things. Um, they're most known for like Champion, Sky Wizards Academy, My Girlfriend is a Show Bitch, which is actually a surprisingly good show. But like kind of those like. Um, Kind of silly, just say it, more breast-focused mm. animes. Um, 
But on that list of animes, there is one pedigree which cracked me up when I saw it. Um, they also were are the studio who made Ahira no Sora, which yeah. Best Boy Justin just tore through. I, I actually I didn't a hundred percent believe you when you told me that, and right? I had to look it up because there's it's so different from what we just watched. Like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe it. But it is wild to me I that they this... made Ahira no Sora. And domestic girlfriend. I will say this after having you know after having found that out and just like thought about it critically, the animation styles are very similar and also very fantastic. Yeah, I, they they do some great work. Yeah. So you may be asking yourself at this point, what is domestic girlfriend? If you know, then you know, then you understand why we're doing an episode on, on this dumpster fire of a show. Um, but domestic girlfriend is a drama. Would you put it, if you had to put it into a category? If I had to put it in a category, yeah, probably a drama. Family drama? Ooh. No. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rough word. To I would call it a drama. Okay, so it is a drama. Uh, it stars uh, Natsuo Fuji. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his, well, I'll, I'll get into just the do, synopsis. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start with just kind of a basic general synopsis. We'll kind of give our review of it, and then we'll get into all the, the good spoilery stuff for the people who uh, want to know what happens and aren't going to watch it or are going to watch it and don't care because this show is so wild and ridiculous and fun that it's like even if you don't end up watching the, it after this, which honestly I wouldn't blame you, just knowing about it is just kind of funny. Um but basically, it opens up with this boy, Natsuo. He has literally just lost his virginity uh, to uh, Rui, uh, who is this young blue-haired girl about his age. They're, I think they're both 17. Um, he's feeling conflicted, right? You know, it, this should be a, a really exciting moment. You know, he's entered manhood. He's lost his virginity, but... The problem is he has feelings for another woman and you know this kind of situation came up he was out for you know hanging out with some friends he met this girl she basically propositioned him was like hey let's let's do this you know i i just want to experience it everyone talks about how you know important it is and and so they have sex no strings attached they you know just kind of do it to get it over with um which is sadly i think how too many people have their first times. Um, so he finds himself having just lost his virginity, conflicted, um, thinking about his sensei, who is who his heart truly belongs to, which right off the bat is, you know, problematic. Um, so we smash cut to him arriving home. Uh, he's speaking with his father. He lives only with his father. I think they uh, were divorced when he was a young kid. No, his mother died. His mother died. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so his father's a widow. He, you know, he wants his father to be happy. His father tell him, tells him that he's been dating this woman. Things have started to get serious. Uh, and they're ready to move in together, which is kind of big news to drop on. Like, hey, by the way, yeah. I'm dating this girl. It's so serious that we're ready to move in. But yeah. sure, it's anime. This I haven't mentioned it before, but... <laughs> yeah. So, so I, you know, he's been alone for 10 years. He's really happy about it. But wait, wait, wait. Not only is he just dropping this news now, they're here. Yeah. He gets to meet not only his potential new stepmom, but also she 
who was divorced, right? Yes, she yes, was divorced. She was yes. divorced. Has two daughters. Hmm. I wonder who those two daughters are, best boy Dan. Uh, well. <laughs> I assume you're going who to tell should, me against my wishes. Who should walk through the door but Rui, the girl he has just recently lost his virginity to, and his sensei, who he, is... Yeah, Hina, who he is, who is in Hina, love with. Who he is in love with, and who is... At this point, I should tell you, Rui and Natsuo are 17 years old, and Hina is 22 years old, and is not just a teacher at his high school, but actually his teacher. Yeah, his homeroom teacher. And 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 now his older stepsister. Now listen, I know <laughs> a lot of you best buds out there are thinking, wow, that is deeply problematic. And to that, all I have to say is, thank you. Thank you for having a brain. <laughs> it is deeply problematic. Um, so yeah, I mean, this guy is in this situation. Um, you know, he's telling his friends about it. And honestly, his friend, just trying to grasp mm. the situation, sums it up in one line that, honestly, if this were a light novel, would have been the title of it. But his friend says, so you're becoming siblings with the girl you had sex with and your sensei. I think that should be the title of the show. Because yeah. that's, that's pretty much this show in a nutshell. Like, it gets way more ridiculous and way more spicy from there. That's just the kind of basic premise of the show. Um, you learn all of this in the first episode, so we're not really spoiling too much. If this sounds like something you're interested in and you don't want to be spoiled, like, we're going to talk a little bit about the review, but, like, once we finish with that, you should peace out. If you just want to know what kind of crazy ridiculousness happens from here and... Trust me when I say as crazy and ridiculous as you think it is, it goes further. Um, then stick around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I guess let's um, I don't let's dive right into the review. Let's yeah. uh, let's let's get this our let's get first dumpster fire our first review on the Best Boys podcast. I really wish like you hid this from me on purpose because if I had realized that was the case, I would have vetoed this episode. <laughs> But this is our first review. Hooray! If if you can't tell already, like, Justin and I have two very different takeaways from this show. Like, I trust me, I understand that this is horrible, horrible trash and, like, deeply problematic. But I am the kind of person who loves watching, like, a car crash or, like, uh, not, like, in real <laughs> but, like... A metaphorical car yes, crash, a dumpster fire. Like yeah. I just cannot look away. So this is this I mean, is perfect. <laughs> this is exciting for you listeners, you best buds out there, because you get to hear best boy Dan and I disagree on air for the first time. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah. Um, you also get to see my trashy side. <laughs> you do. Uh, all right, so let's get let's get right into it, and we're gonna start our review with the opener and the OST, which is probably the last time during this episode, best boy Dan and I will agree. Um, I I don't think that's true. No, that's but... not true. I'm being dramatic. <laughs> but the the uh, the OP for this song was a banger. Yeah, it was. I feel like the first the very first episode we watched this and we were both stunned by yeah. how good it was. Like, we looked at each other like, wait, is this really fucking 
good. Well, especially like with this season of anime going on, like Attack on Titan slaps, but like there's not, there's a ton of like okay OPs. Just okay, yeah. But then we watched Domestic Girlfriend and I was like, this is instantly my favorite OP of the season. And yeah. then I was like, wait, this isn't this season. <laughs> um, but it is, it is great. Uh, it uh, starts with like this like piano music. It's very soft, and then it just like kicks in. It's got that moment in the middle of it where it like drops the beat hard. Mm -hmm. um, it's like it, you know, as I'm embracing my weebness more and listening to more like uh, anime music, like just for fun. Like this is definitely on the rotation. Yeah, like this is what I want in an anime. It's got honestly, this is what visuals. I want in a song. Just yeah, in general, general music-wise, yeah, the, the her voice is phenomenal. Um, you know, the OST has this kind of relaxed, like summer afternoon vibe to mm. it. Um, and you know, Best Boy Dan, you wrote that it's got like a French film music here, and I think that's very true. Yeah, the, so I, I've listened to a lot of the songs from the OST, and they so they use songs throughout the show to enhance the emotions going on and to you know kind of up play the drama a lot of times so you get this kind of wide range of musical accompaniments throughout the course of the show so there's definitely like this like kind of like french number mm -hmm. that's like very like you know like french movie it's like the romance like, song yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um but then you'll have these kind of like stirring like you know piano pieces where like the drama is getting really real and and it just kind of heightens that moment uh, this is i think this show is a perfect example of how you can use things like underscore to enhance moments within the show i think right. this does that very well um in that kind of vein i also want to just kind of talk about the general atmosphere of the show like it is, it is obviously a very ridiculous premise, um, but they're telling a love story and there have been those kind of like, you know, star-crossed love stories since, you know, the Greeks, right? You know, <laughs> loving sisters is not anything new to drama. Uh, no chromo. <laughs> um, but the kind of general atmosphere of the show, it does a very good job of setting the stage as a drama of building this world where you're not like, you're not, you know, taken out by how ridiculous maybe the subject matter is. You, despite how you may feel about the story that's actually going on, you are in the world. You are, tied to the characters you are you know rooting for people and then you find yourself like being like why am i rooting for this person this is <laughs> terrible but it does that by building this world that just brings you into it like you get a sense of their lives together and the drama and the stakes and it's all done through things like the music and the art style and just the sound design and specifically talking about like not the music side of it yeah. but every other component of it too absolutely i mean like you know the 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 atmosphere of this show like you mentioned is really good and it, it, if it were a typical love triangle anime I would love it. Like, cause the, like you said, the atmosphere is really great. It draws you into the story. You find yourself rooting for characters, 
but then you remember what this show is. And, like, I would love this atmosphere applied to a show that isn't this show. Yeah, I think we'll definitely get into more of that when we yeah. when we wrap it up with, with our opinions there. But speaking of things that kind of draw you in, the drama of this show. Ugh. It definitely, it gets you invested in the story. And, you know, this is coming from me, someone who didn't, like, I, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy the show, but, like, I didn't like the show. And, like, watching it with you and also Best Boy Jamie was also, <laughs> was probably the part about it that I liked the most. Because we would all react to the same things the same yeah. way. And that was really interesting. And, like, the best way that I could think of was um, you kind of invest in it the way that, like, you couldn't look away from a train wreck. Yeah, exactly. And, like, like I wish I, I couldn't stop watching, but I really wish I could. Like, I really don't want this in my memory. <laughs> well, I, I, I you bring up a really good point in that, like, we watched, I think we watched, like, the first four episodes together at your like, place. Yeah, two, like, yeah. three or four. And then we watched the middle four episodes at my place um, with my roommate, Best Boy jo- uh, Jamie. And then we finished it back over here. Um, but so Jamie only saw the middle four episodes. And, and was, was immediately invested. Immediately invested in it. And like recognized that it was trash. And it's not his kind of show at all. Um by the way, check out his podcast, Jamie is a Nerd. We'll have him on it at some point. Um, but he was immediately invested in it and the drama and all that sort of stuff. And, like, just kind of watch those four episodes with us. And it, it's a testament to, like, how well it conveys that and stuff. Because, like, like I said, there are the drama in the show, I, I think the way I particularly look at it is I try and disassociate from the actual story that they're telling and just look at how they are telling the story and the drama beats and how they are laid out throughout the season. Like it's well spaced. They kind of always keep that tension that at the times where the tension starts to wane, you know, a big moment happens where they drop a bomb, like, you know, this, you know, character doesn't want to, you know, be with their brother anymore. So they're not going to be with their brother anymore. Like, you know, in just terms of like, if you're plotting out the dramatic, like high points, like on a graph, like it does a really good job of spacing it out and delivering those moments to keep you invested throughout it. And even to the end, I think it ends on a dramatic, like high point too. It absolutely does. We're going to talk about the end in a minute here. Uh, but before we do, we're going to talk about the characters. Uh, best Which, Boy Dan, you have a best boy from this show. I do, though I am very interested also in, based on our previous discussion about what you think makes a good uh, anime, what you think about the characters. Before we jump in, before I ask you about that, uh, I want to highlight the best boy of the show, Marie. Um, Marie is named Marie and go and refers to themselves as a male pronoun. So we're going to call Marie a him. Um, he's the best boy of the show. Fight me. Like <laughs> he is. No, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to fight you on this one. So uh, Marie is has great tats. Yeah. Marie is the owner manager. He's of, the owner. Yeah. Of the owner of cafe, the cafe lament, which of course that's the name of like the cafe where all the characters go to like talk about their problems. It's very much, um, Similar to, like, the kind of the characters in uh, Uzaki-chan. Yes, yeah, that's very reminiscent. Yeah, where they just have, like, these characters at a cafe where they, like, 
can exposition with in conversation, but Marie has his shit together. Like, mm-hmm. you can see that he's been through all this, like, childish, like, drama in the past, and it's just like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, like, to me, the the character, as a character, Marie, Meanwhile, just, like, enjoying the enjoying drama. The drama. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Marie has this character where, like, he can see everything that's going on, and he knows how it's going to end. But, like, at the same time, Marie is like, listen... I am a business owner. These are my customers. I am going to talk to them in a friendly way, but I'm not going to get super involved in their lives. But I'm going to enjoy the the train wreck in the meantime. Yeah, like, you know, he he, he is super together. Uh, Love his tattoos. Um, You'll see those later. Um, But yeah, definitely best boy for this show. For sure. Uh, Next, we have the main character, Natsuo. So I'm, I'm curious as... To your thoughts on on Natsuo. So my thoughts with Natsuo are a little conflicted. Um, You know, he is clearly a kind and decent person. And that kind of comes across through his actions, especially with regards to Momo. I'm not going to spoil anything super much to that. But, like, he definitely, you know, and you got to get this through his initial uh, engagements with Rui. Um, He's a kind person. He cares about people. He's going to help people who he sees are struggling. But along with that comes his constant struggle with his disgusting teenage boy side. <laughs> he who, is he is a 17-year-old boy. Anyone who's ever been a 17-year-old boy will tell you that they are disgusting. They're awful creatures. Awful. Terrible creatures. And the environment around him kind of enables this disgusting side as yes. opposed to the former, you know, this, this kind, caring, decent person uh, it, 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 he's basically being allowed to be an animal um, yeah. by his by the people and the environment surrounding him. I so I don't like Natsuo. Uh, I don't either. No, I think nothing in, about that should say that I like him. I don't like him. In terms of like harem protagonists, like I think he is a much more fleshed out and well rounded character. But he he very obviously like recognizes the situation and then makes a bad choice. Yeah. Like, and he's not the only, to be clear, he's not the only person making a bad choice in this show. And we'll get more into that later. Yeah. But, but like for me with characters like that, when you specifically go out and make the bad choice, it makes me not like you as a character, yeah. but makes me love you as a drama <laughs> vehicle for the show. Yeah. Right? Which, I guess that kind of ties into uh, the question you wanted to ask me earlier, which is, how do I, as somebody who is interested in character development, feel about this show? Well, I'm I'm also curious, too, uh, what you think of the, the sisters, Rui and Hina. So, okay, um... I will. I, I can answer all of these together in general, sure. and that is uh, not good. <laughs> the, the characters don't evolve. They don't have development. They they take one step forward and two steps back. They don't seem to learn from their mistakes. They don't seem to learn from the pain that they endure. Um, especially Natsuo, but to the same, but to a similar degree, also Rui and Hina. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't again. We're in the spoiler free section right now, so I'm not going to get into it too much. But if you're going to listen to our next segment where we will have spoilers, but we'll also go the full synopsis, you'll see why. Like, they don't, um, they don't ever learn. Yeah. And basically, they keep making the same mistakes until the end of the show. It never gets better. 
Um, That's fair. So, to, you know, from a purely character development standpoint, not super happy about this. Uh, the characters here. That's fair. Um, okay. I've, I've actually been also meaning to ambush you with this question, Oh, here we too. go. I, I'm always afraid when you bring up something that's not on the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I've been wondering this, too. If you had to pick a best girl. Oh, God. Who would you pick? If I had to pick a best girl. Uh... Like, who do you want not? Natsuo to get with, other than a therapist. <laughs> you, you beat me to it. <laughs> if I had to choose anyone in this show for Natsuo to, to get together with, it would be the president of the... No, no, no. It's got to be one of his stepsisters. It has to be one of his stepsisters? I reject one of his stepsisters. that. I reject that. Uh, I guess Rui is the least problematic of the two stepsisters being that she's not also his teacher. But I don't. I, I reject suppose. the premise of this of this question entirely. <laughs> All right, so you're a Rui stand. I got it. I, that's not what I said. Uh, it's on record. It's not what I said. <laughs> Play the tape back. I guess Rui. I guess Rui. I guess Rui. Oh God! All right, moving on. Whose fault is this? This whole train wreck. When, uh, for the record, uh, I'm all about Hina. I don't care. <laughs> uh, when the NTSB finishes dissecting the, the wreckage from this train crash, who are they going to blame? Um, obviously society. <laughs> I this, this couldn't exist without something deeply wrong with society. I mean, yeah. There's so much. Like, society <laughs> is the overarching answer, but there are so many more... Answers More specifically, I personally blame their parents because, like, regardless of whatever happens throughout the show, regardless of how the parents react to what happens in the show, which is also not good. No. Anytime they find out anything that's going on, I'm like, really? That's your reaction? Exactly. Um, but, like, the fact that they could raise, like, I, I, I... There's no... There's not neither parent can say anything that would justify them raising children that are like all about banging their siblings. Like, and like you have that. failed as your core yeah. responsibility as a parent, and not even just that, but also like specifically Natsuo's dad. So, like, how do you just spring a brand new fiance on your son without ever having a conversation about it? Like, I don't. We don't ever get to see how. Um, how Rui and Hina's mother kind of talks to it. Like, maybe she was saying, like, hey, I've been seeing this person. Maybe it was a bit more of a conversation. But with with Natsuo specifically and his father, yeah. it's literally one day he just says, oh, hey, you know, I've been seeing this woman. And Natsuo goes, oh, okay. And he goes, I've been thinking about getting married and they're on their way right now. Yeah. Like, That's that is unhealthy. The drop. That is unhealthy. That's not a, a, the way a parent and, and child should communicate. Yeah. Um... And I, you know, like I said, I, I, yes, they're parents, but to me specifically, Natsuo's father. Um, and only because we don't ever get an on-screen uh, explanation for how the conversation goes with uh, the mother and her daughters. Uh, she definitely didn't do something right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, she's not blameless. I'm just saying that for <laughs> me, because of what we have on screen, the yes. father I, I when I it comes to parents. Um, but also, you know, when we're talking about whose fault is it, we've got Natsuo. 
Natsuo is completely not blameless in this. Uh, and this kind of also ties into the way in which he was raised by a father who apparently doesn't talk to him about super important stuff. Um, but like maybe also from Natsuo's perspective, sit down with your dad and have the, hey, you know that woman you're in love with? Well, I had sex with one of her daughters and I'm in love with the other one. So like maybe let's pump the brakes on the whole marriage thing. Yeah. Instead of just saying, okay, dad, get remarried. It's fine. Yeah. You know? No, uh, in general, like, talk with your parents, talk with therapists. Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> like, all this sort of stuff. As as somebody who, like, didn't have many meaningful conversations with his father growing up, like, I get it, it's tough, but, like, dude, like, Listen, you gotta do something here. This is, a, this is an important uh, thing to talk about. Yeah, I haven't always had the most open conversations with my father, but it, I'm pretty sure if he got remarried and I had had sex with that person's daughter, I would be like, yo, dad, heads up. Yeah. <laughs> this before might we be do, awkward at Before we figure out whatever dinners. we're having for dinner at the reception, <laughs> maybe let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't need a a Brady Bunch movie thing going on here. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm also going to throw this in here too. Um, not Hina, the other one, Rui. Rui is similar, more similar to Natsuo than, than Hina is, I Mm. think, in terms of blame. Um, I don't know, but I'll let you finish this. uh, We'll, we'll discuss more, more later, but, but I, I don't think like, yes, Natsuo is definitely the, the driving force, but I don't think that he is the only driving force in the three of them. No, of course not. They're all equally terrible in this situation. <laughs> not equally. No, I won't say No, equally. no, Natsuo he, is definitely by far the worst I of disagree. the three of them. I really? disagree. Hina's the worst. And the reason why I say Hina's the worst is because A, she's a teacher, and B, she's older. She is an adult. She should know better. She should know better. Hina is the worst. Though, she does, she at least, she's the only one that at least tries but that's the worst part about it is she tries and then immediately does the wrong thing i know but you don't think that she deserves any credit for trying not to bang her brother no i don't i don't think that this teacher deserves any credit for not having sex with her student husband or their student brother student brother student bro- yeah no no she doesn't get any credit for that so, so, you, so you're telling me that at least trying not to bang your student brother is the same as just going for banging your student brother. I, I, what I'm saying is that she doesn't get any additional credit for Okay, me. fair. I, as long as we know what scale we're grading Yeah, on. But speaking of, you know, students and teacher relations, uh, let's talk about the school real quick. Oh my god. Uh, what is in the water in this town? Because all of the teachers in this school are terrible. They're all banging students. Yeah, like between the making his students kiss teacher and the ara ara my student brother teacher, like like, what is going on here? And, like, there is more in the whole student-teacher relation that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. But this school, well, something there's, is wrong there's one here. part we can mention that's not really spoilers is at the start of this, um, Hina has a boyfriend. Um, yes, she does. Who is an older married man who used to be her teacher. Yeah. So there is, okay. <laughs> and I will say this. there There is some, there is clearly some trauma involved here. Where, like, there is, you know, hurt people hurt people is the phrase. So, like, you know, there is some of that going on. But, like, wow. Like, there is this school district. This school district needs federal intervention because something is wrong here. Yeah. I think I think before we get 
into the spoiler section, which we're coming up on now, just b- before we leave the people who are, are who want to watch this show. Which I tell, I'm going to tell you right now, don't. You know what? Do if you are a certain kind of person. And I, I think this is what I would like to leave those people with. Okay. Uh, if any of this sounds at all interesting, what I will say in general, I think that this show is on the whole, and and I'll get into this more later too, but I think on the whole, it is a really well-made show. Like, just from a purely technical standpoint, it is a really well-made show. Now, the general content of it is clearly fucked up. (laughs) It's trash. Um, It is very much trash, and it is why it has earned uh, this prestigious spot on our anime was a mistake. Um series uh but if you like watching trash and there is definitely a subset of people out there who love that and this is a judgment-free zone this is Mm. well done trash no because like okay I, i am the kind of person who like during quarantine oh god what was that that awful show that i watched um it it was like it was like some love island show but the whole like point was they only made money if they like didn't bang on the island but they put like the horniest people they could find on the island Mm. like that show was trash okay so what i'm gonna say is i am not one who has been i enjoy a little bit of trash every now and then Mm -hmm. this is too much for me i it's a it is it will test you on I, how okay you are with trash. Without getting too far into it, if we want to get to our, our conclusions for the people who are not going to continue into the spoiler section, my conclusion is I would not have watched this show past episode two if I was not for this podcast. Though I will say, too, if you watch it with a group of friends, it makes it even better. It does, but also, like, if we weren't recording the episode for this and you were like, hey, let's watch another episode, I would have said no. All right, I would have kept watching. I would have said, I'm going to go play some Apex and pretend that I never saw this. I would watch it, and then I would be like, yo, let me tell you about this ridiculous show. This is not going to be news, again, for anyone who knows us personally. We have different lines on trash. Yes. Uh, And this one was past my trash line. Well, honestly, for me, it's the show is so well made that it makes up in some ways, for how horribly, horribly trashy it is. It is really well made. And to me, that's the, the what makes it even worse, is that, like, the, I, 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 mean, want that's to, I want to appreciate it for the technical aspect of it, but I cannot get past how trashy it is. Yeah. It's it's one of those shows, too, and, and I think the thing that I love about it is that it, it understands that it's trash. So any time where you are, like, Oh God, please don't let that happen. Please don't go to such a degenerate place. It goes, okay, don't worry. I won't go there. I'm going to go someplace worse. Yeah. And and there there is something I love about that. Like when you are just out there just to make something intentionally like terrible. See, but here's the thing. It can be done right. Keijo is a perfect example of this. Where it, it kind of, it took the genre, the sports anime and also kind of the, like, the horniest tendencies from anime in general and lampooned it and extrapolated it in a way that was trashy but hilarious. This show 
I don't know. I don't know why it just wasn't doing it for me. I think it is, but I feel similarly to this one in that it is so trashy that it has become hilarious. It's like when a movie's so bad that it becomes funny. like The Room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it was it was past my line. <laughs> it was past my trash line. Um, we just got to get you even further until no, it starts being no, funny again. <laughs> um, um, but I, I think that's a good place to, to kind of leave the spoiler free section because I'm really excited to talk about what actually happens in this show. And yeah. we're even going to go into eventually what happens in the manga. Uh, cause as ridiculous as the premise is, trust me, it gets more ridiculous. So yeah. Justin, please take us away. Nani? If you are planning to watch this show, please do not listen any further. Everything from this point on is spoilers. We are going to do the entire synopsis of this show, which I spent a day writing. Uh, so here we go. Uh, picking up from where we left off for the synopsis. I would uh, like to point out what's that, that? that Justin messaged me yesterday and was like, I just wrote 2,000 words. <laughs> yeah, I was not happy to do this. I was um, so happy to hear that. But I wrote it, so I'm gonna read it. Uh, so picking up from where we left off, which is that this main character, Natsuo, his father has married another woman whose daughters are uh, Rui, who is the girl that he has had sex with, and Hina, who is his sensei, who he is in love with. Uh, and now, in what can only be described as moving way too fast, the step-parents gain the approval to remarry from their children, with, of course, none of them mentioning this budding love triangle. Uh, nice job, kids, on that one. And they buy a house and move in together. On their very first date... Also, it's a nice house. They, it's like, really nice. Are you yeah, kidding me? They must be, like, well off. Yeah. Um, but on, uh, on their first day as siblings, in what can only be considered one of the few good decisions anyone in this show ever makes... Rui tells Natsuo to just forget about what happened between them, that it hadn't meant anything, and to never mention it again. Uh, Natsuo agrees, and then is promptly caught by Rui trying to kiss Hina, who has passed out drunk on the couch. Okay, so, so first day of siblings going super great so, so far. Alright, I have to jump in here, because, like, that scene is fucking weird. It's really cringe. Like... The older sister is like drinks a lot because reasons. Um, but she like passes out on the couch and he's like looking at her and he's like, Oh, I should kiss her, which is like, No, yeah, no, let's no, <laughs> let's not do that. Yeah, all right, continue. Uh, anyway, so they gloss over the weirdness of catching your new stepbrother who you've had sex with trying to kiss your sister, <laughs> uh, you know, the way you do, and they start going to school together. Um, the two of them, all three of them. Yeah, yeah, all three of them. Because also she's a teacher at their school. So, his teacher, yeah, specifically. His teacher, and also hers now too, because she's in the same homeroom class. Because this is because anime. she transferred to the school. Yes, she did. Oh god. Um, so the two of them end up growing closer as Natsuo helps the shy and awkward Rui start to make friends, and it finally seems like they might start having a normal sibling relationship. Well, too bad, because they discover that Hina is having an affair with Shusan her former teacher, and a married man. Uh, Natsuo tries to get her to stop the affair by kissing her, uh, a tactic that must work in some parallel universe, but not this one. Uh, and surprisingly, she actually forcibly kisses him back before throwing herself on top of him in bed. Uh, just a reminder in case you forgot, this is her student stepbrother. Uh, in what seems like some sort of misguided attempt to scare him straight, she kind of berates him and says, oh, see, look, you're trembling. You're still just a child. You can't handle this. Uh, and Natsuo kind of leaves, is left kind of defeated and runs away from home. So, this, okay, so this, we were talking about this earlier. This is the point where I'm like, 
okay, Hina is at least trying. Like, the the way she went about it, it's maybe not the best, but it did seem effective it's at the time. It's really far away from the best. But, like, you know, she's trying to scare him straight, like, sort of thing. Um, she is trying. Uh, I would choose a different method. Sure. Um, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, you know. <laughs> um, but, like, the whole idea is her saying, like, hey, like, I get it. It's hot to think, like, yeah the teacher uh wouldn't it be cool if i like got with her um but then when she like forces him to confront the reality of like you are 17 years old you ain't ready for a 22 year old woman like you can't handle this shit like i think like i said not the way to go about it but like hearts and hearts in the right place there i don't necessarily agree (laughs) but moving on um so Rui also runs away from home. Uh, she's she's pretty uh, pretty hit, hit pretty hard about the fact that her sister is in an affair with a married man, um, and the two of them decide to hatch a plan to get Hina to break up with Shu. Uh, it culminates in them confronting the couple at the cafe that they all frequent, Cafe Lamont, uh, and they end up breaking things off. Uh, everything's fine and good now, right? Uh, well, actually, no. Because this is the point where Hina starts to realize her feelings for Natsuo, and Rui also decides that she wants to start making out with him occasionally and also taking baths together. Uh, so, yeah, there's like some weird moments yeah, where like fine. he's like in the bath and she just walks in naked, and yeah. he's like, "Oh God!" and she's like, "Whatever, you've seen it before." Yeah, but th- also just as a reminder, this is the one who said, "Forget everything that happened between us; it didn't mean anything." Yeah, you know what's really hard to forget uh, when you're a 17 year old boy? The girl you've had sex with when she's naked in front of you. Yeah, uh, so uh, things are not great. Uh, <laughs> it's also around this time that Rui and Natsuo meet Momo. Uh, Momo is a friendly girl who has a bad reputation at school for sleeping around. Um, And Rui's other friends tell her not to get involved with Momo, but she decides to be friends with her despite what they think. Um, And uh, Momo proves to be a a kind and caring, if a little weird, uh, kind of friend. Uh, And they get along really well until suddenly she tells Rui that she's in love with Natsuo. Um, One thing leads to another, and uh, they end up in her room about to have sex. Uh, Natsuo doesn't have feelings for Momo. This is very apparent. But he decides to do it anyway as a a way to get Hina out of his system, so to speak. Um, And as they're about to do the deed, Natsuo notices the scars on Momo's body from where she is self-harmed. She explains that she was the victim of a sexual assault and that the guys who find out about it and the scars that are on her body kind of tend to treat her as an object for their own kind of desires rather than as a human being. Um... And Natsuo decides not to go through with it and uh, starts to leave, kind of saying that he has to have dinner with his family. And uh, Momo breaks down crying, saying how lucky she, how lucky he is to have someone to eat with and that she's really kind of just lonely. Um, so Natsuo stays and cooks dinner for her and they talk. Uh, nice job, dude. Like, he did a good thing. Like, this is what I'm kind of talking about. Like, he yeah. does, he is a fundamentally a kind and decent person at I times. totally forgot about this until yeah. <laughs> until you brought it back up. And I was, like, listening to you. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so sweet. Yeah. I remember that. Like, he, he does a good thing uh, occasionally. Yeah. Uh, Rui is jealous because she made his favorite dinner, but he never came back. But she sort of gets over it eventually. Yeah. Uh, but uh, back at school... Uh, Rui decides that she wants to get involved in a club. After school club, she wants to make more friends. She wants to be more involved. Uh, so Natsuo takes her on an after school activity montage. It's Ooh, great. Montage. They visit all the sports. They visit all the clubs. It's super cool. Long story short, he ends up getting blackmailed into joining the literature club by Kyria, 
their crazy literature teacher, who also later tries to force Natsuo and Ashihara, the club's president, who also definitely has a crush on the teacher, to kiss. Uh, seriously, what the fuck is up with the also, teachers in this school? Also, he may have been kissing her at some point. Yeah, they kind the of gloss that over as like, oh, I was getting an eyelash out of his eye or something like that. But there was something yeah. weird going on when he first it, like, into You that are room. introduced to him as like potentially maybe kissing a student yeah like, so teachers in this school uh oh for two so far um, <laughs> oh for three three who's the third one uh he knows different school. boyfriend different school different school okay. different school um teachers in japan teachers in japan <laughs> oh for three <laughs> um but uh anyway they didn't do it uh but momo and rui end up joining the club too and uh they start working on their stories for the cultural festival uh moving on Things are still kind of tense between Natsu and Hina after the whole uh, you can't handle me thing. Uh, in order to kind of make it up for him, she decides to take him out on a day trip and they have tons of fun. It's a really nice trip. They go see a bunch of stuff. It's a uh, they go to Miyajima, which is a place where I've actually been. It's a fantastic little island, lots of little deer. It's um, definitely a date. <laughs> it's definitely a date, but they don't ever talk about it like that. Um, but then they went out at the they wind up at the beach at sunset where it's the most most romantic. Um, and uh, he gives her a copy of his completed story that he's been working on for, like, months, apparently. Uh, and she reads it, and she's moved to tears, uh, with Natsu admitting that she was the inspiration for the main female character. Um, and Natsu kind of pours out his feelings for her and says that he wants to be together with her, even if it means keeping it a secret from everyone, and that he'll Wait. work to become a successful novelist in order to support her. I just want to throw in... We do later find out what the story is about. And he's like, you're the, like, you know, the inspiration for this. The, the you know, main person is is after you. But yeah. the story is literally, like, about falling in love with a teacher. Yeah, like, it's not subtle. It's not <laughs> like subtle it's at all. Literally, like, as obvious as could be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he, he kind of, he says, you know, he'll become a successful novelist in order to support her. And in kind of what seems like another, like, misguided attempt to scare him straight, uh, she says, yeah, yeah, okay, let's start a relationship together. Uh, and she kind of, she grabs his hand and starts running into the water. Um, and she's going, like, deeper and deeper. Like, they're, like, waist to chest uh, deep water at this point. And Natsuo kind of asks her, like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? And um, she says, well, this is you want what you wanted, isn't it? If we have a relationship, eventually we're going to be found out. And our lives are going to be over. And we're going to have to commit a lover's suicide. Are you ready for that? Like, she's, like, clearly, like, really trying to, like, scare him out of this. Which, again, at least someone is trying. She's trying, but also She's not failing. walking around naked in front of her I mean, but also her kind brother. of still, yeah. Um, but she's like, not getting in the bath with No, that's brother. true. Yeah, she's not doing <laughs> that. Um, but, like, Natsu is kind of left speechless. And they kind of, like, awkwardly, like, patch things up and uh, go home. Um... And uh, things are even more awkward than before, and I bet they can't get any worse. <laughs> but guess what, best boy Dan? Do they get worse? They get worse! Uh, so not only does Natsuo catch Hina masturbating while moaning Shusan's name. Oh my god. Which is, this I, scene is... I forgot oh about that. Oh my god, it's too much. Um, it, that was graphic. It was, it was, I was not expecting it. I was floored by this scene. That is honestly one of... Very often. Yeah, especially like like female masturbation because like you have kind of all the allusions to it in rent a girlfriend with right, that main yeah. character but this is in the act like in the act and he's like watching her and it's drawn like there's not 
there's not like any like skin tone or anything like that but the way it's drawn is like very provocative yeah it is like it's like basically there's a blanket between the viewer and what's happening and nothing else yeah but like you get the impression and then she like says shu's name and it's like it was a lot but um (laughs) but yeah so that happens uh natsuo almost gets caught but doesn't actually uh but later on uh, not very much later on. Hina walks in on one of Rui and Natsuo's weird makeout sessions that they have. Yeah. Uh, big yikes. Um, and finally, finally, making a good decision, decides to move out into an apartment on her own. Now, best boy Dan, will she continue to make good decisions? We'll check back in later and see. Uh, Rui and Natsuo are both devastated by this, and uh, albeit for drastically different reasons. And while Natsuo is in a funk, he ends up kind of making friends with a new exchange student who transferred home from America. Uh, his name is Alex. He gives Naruto, uh, he gives Natsuo some advice. Uh, oh, I like Al. Yeah, Alex is good. Uh, he doesn't really have much of a character development arc He's just at around. All. He's just there. Uh, his whole thing, like basically his whole point to this story is to be in love with Rui, uh, which he is. Um... And that's it. But he ends up just be American. (laughs) Yeah, and to just be American. But he ends up joining the lit club as well. um, And things kind of come to a head at this festival that they've decided to attend. Uh, And Natsuo and Hina have like a blowout argument. Like she runs away from him and shouts at him, and they're yelling and arguing and screaming. Um, And uh, kind of uh, it, it culminates in Mari, the owner of the cafe that they go to. Uh, who is also, for some reason, not wearing pants. And I really, really, really wish he was. Um, because there, at one point, there is like an eight-year-old child at eye level with his butt um, <laughs> in this in this scene. But he intervenes, and the two of them kind of work things out, sort of. Uh, and after that, uh, Natsuo kind of grabs her from behind, and he confesses his love for her yet again. I think this is, what, like the third or fourth time in this show yeah. that he's done that? Um and he tells her that, like, like I don't need you to answer me. Just let me stay like this for a while. And she does, immediately, again, making bad decisions. Um, so having sort of reconciled things between them, Natsuo is shocked and bummed out to hear that she still intends to move. Uh, that is until he returns to his room and discovers that she's left him a spare key to her apartment. Great job, sensei. <sighs> so question one. Does leaving him a key mean that she likes him? Obviously. Question two, go to Sensei's house immediately. That's not a question, but he did it aren't anyway. They, wait, aren't they dating at this point? No, not no? yet. Okay. Um, but uh, when he arrives, she's kind of passed out. She's tired because of moving. Right. Yeah. yeah uh, right. But she wakes up and they talk for a bit. Uh, Natsuo declares that he has the resolve to see this through. Uh, basically saying, yeah, like, I he, will give it all That's up. right. He like... He comes over, like, the day he gets the key. Like, the same day. Like, literally 15 minutes later. Like, because I, I remember watching this and being like, you know all the movies where they're like, you know, don't call the girl back, like, you know, the next day. You gotta yeah. wait, like, two days before He never saw those her. movies. Never saw those movies. He's like, a key? Well, obviously, she wants me to come over right now. She yeah. just moved. She, it's not so, like she's got stuff to do. He takes, like, 15 minutes to comfort Rui, who is super bummed out that her sister is gone. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I'm gonna go bone your sister. <laughs> Our sister. Our sister. <laughs> Sayusuke. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. He, he goes there. They, they And, you know, now they're going out. And she... She is asleep, and he just lets himself in. He doesn't knock. No, he opens the door, calls out her name once, and then goes to her bedroom and sits on her bed. Where she is sleeping, and then she wakes up. And also, 
bonkers. She's just like, oh, hi. I would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, she <laughs> totally expected him to be there. Um, and I then, mean, she you didn't know. leave him a key. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they, they make out and now they're dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, now they're dating. What could go wrong? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you what could go wrong. Everything up to this point and everything after this point. Yeah, so it's around this time that the members of the Literature Club also kind of decide to enter their stories into a contest. Uh, and that's when I was like super bummed to find out that it wasn't him who won. It was Rui, actually, who won. Uh, he does, however find out that the literature teacher has been writing under a pen name uh, and he is actually Natsuo's favorite novelist um, and kind of desperate to become a successful novelist uh, Natsuo begs Kiria to make him his apprentice uh, and to his credit uh, Kiria declines and says rather than teaching him about the industry and making introductions what Natsuo really needs is to be constantly writing like he needs to be honing his craft he needs to write from his soul uh, so Natsuo commits to writing a short story every day to improving his writing skills. Um, and then also during this time period, due to a hilarious accident, uh, Natsuo falls down a flight of stairs and breaks his leg. Oh, God. Yeah. So <laughs> Rui uh, uses this as an excuse to constantly bathe with him. I don't understand the reasoning behind this, but... Uh, uh, at... Hold on. At the request... Of his mother. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think I don't think the mother actually told them to bathe together. I know, I think... but she's like, "Can you like go help your brother out?" And she's like, "Sure." Strip. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like what what I think happened because they, they kind of gloss over this a little bit in the anime, but I'm pretty sure like her mom was like, "Hey, you know, Natsuo broke his leg, so like you might need to help him get around and do stuff." And she was like, "Help him in the bath? Got it." <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I heard you say. But um. Yeah, so this is an, a constant excuse to bathe with him. And then, like, she admits that she's glad uh, that this means that she can have him alter herself. Um, because she had kind of become jealous that he was actually, he was, like, spending all this time at his friend's house. But uh, because we're the viewers, we get to know that he's not actually at his friend's house. He's at Hina's house, uh, making out with her a lot. Um, but uh, she doesn't know that. She does eventually catch him in this lie. Uh, because she went to her friend's house and, and to give him an umbrella uh, because it was raining out and he wasn't there. Uh, so she immediately, because at some point, at some level, she knows what's happening uh, without yeah. knowing. She immediately goes to Hina's house and uh, catches them about to have sex. Uh, and she's devastated. Uh, she runs yeah. away into the rain because this is a drama after all. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Natsuo catches up to her eventually. He has, you know, he's limping around because he's got a broken leg. Um, and they kind of, they lay all their cards out on the table. Uh, he tells her like, yes, I'm in love with, with Hina. We're together. It's a thing. And like Rui is like, I've been in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And like, they kind of, uh, uh, she, she accepts defeat. So, so on, so, you know, so to say. And uh, says just she wishes them happiness, but also that she's like, I'm going to try to dislike you because I'm broken. You know, you broke my heart and, you know, this, I don't feel great about it, which is fair. Uh, also, I wish they weren't at this point at all to begin with, but like a rational decision on her point. Sure. Know, on her part. Sure. <laughs> uh, and, you know, things are kind of awkward between Rui and Hina for a while, as I suppose they might be if. You were two sisters who were both in love with your stepbrother and 
it's complicated. Um, but they all I, end up. You going, know what? I don't think anyone has to worry about that situation. Or God, I hope they don't. Yeah. Uh, so they they kind of end up going on a school trip together to Okinawa, um, and during you know at some point during this trip they have a beach montage, of course. Which because... like okay, school trip Okinawa. Uh, of course, Hina is one of like the teachers that is oh, there yeah. for it, and of course. She's wearing, like, a revealing bikini, which, yeah. like, Rui points out. But, yeah, like... this is why they end up, like, <laughs> yeah. Rui takes her aside and is like, why are you dressed like that? You're a teacher. Um, but, you know, Hina and Rui kind of talk, and they, they Hina says, you know, I'll break up with him if that means that we can be close again, you know, blah, blah, blah. Can I tell you how many of my teachers I have seen in a bikini? How many? Zero. Okay, yeah, good. Zero teachers yeah. in a bikini. Absolutely uh, none. But, um... Wait, no. No, don't add, don't finish that sentence. We're gonna gloss. We're glossing. Um, Ruby kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, in fairness, one of my teachers uh, was on RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, Hina says that she'll break up with Natsuo in order to preserve their relationship, and uh, Rui says that she doesn't need to do that, and they end up kind of patching things up. Uh, but around this time, Natsuo kind of sends a text to Hina that says, "Hey, you know, do we have time to talk?" And uh, Hina says, yeah, come up to my room. We'll watch the fireworks together. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, when they get up there, uh, at the same time, like, Hina kind of, she blurts out that they think, that she thinks they need to break up. And at the very same moment, Natsuo oh. says, well, what if we got married instead? Baller fucking yeah. move. Like, he, I want to break up. What if, what if no? Yeah. What if we got <laughs> married? And uh, somehow this works. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. like, slips, like, the ring on the finger, like, clearly this, like, he's got all the big brain moves. Yeah, he's like, you know, I can't afford to get you a nice ring now, but, like, you know, this it's is... It's like, this it's is a, a promise ring, love. right? You know, it, it, it's a lot. So, uh, you know, they make out under the fireworks and eventually have sex for the first time. Uh, that makes two yeah. out of two stepsisters that he has now boned. Yeah, so he's got a perfect record so far. Uh, and after some incredibly awkward pillow talk, which is centered around Natsuo catching her masturbating. Yeah, he, like, admits. He's like, I I saw you masturbate that time, and you said, shoo. And she's like, oh, I just, I didn't have anyone to yeah, say a name for. It's so I said super his. weird. It's super weird. And he's like, well, just so you know, I, I, I masturbated after watching you masturbate. Yeah, which is, is like the weirdest shit I've ever seen. So weird. This was this was the moment. Like, oh man, it was so hard to watch. Uh, but uh, the scene ends and everything's fine. Uh, except if you've been paying attention at all, you know that it's not fine. This everything's fine except for uh, you're now reconsidering all of your life choices that yeah, led you to watching this anime. Fine. Nothing is fine. The very next day, uh, Hina gets called into the principal's office, uh, and it turns out that the yearbook photographer took a picture uh, where in the background you could see her and Natsuo making out in the hotel window. Um, and, you know, in order to kind of protect Natsuo, Hina begs to be allowed to transfer to another school in exchange for them keeping quiet. And they say yes? I mean, listen... It has worked for the Catholic Church for so many years. God, it's so it's so baffling. She's basically she's like she's like yeah, just allow me to get off easy and everything will be fine. And they go yeah, sure. The okay. only two times I've seen this happen in real life is the Catholic Church, which mm -hmm. we know how that's turned out, and that like German doctor that like killed all those oh, people. God, yeah. And they're just like, 
yeah, we don't want to deal with this. Go to another hospital. Yeah. So like, this is this is weird. Come and on, it, Japan it kind of, school system. It, it lends to the the question of like what is in the water at this school district. I, I think because... now is a, is a good time to take a break and point out that if a teacher is caught making out with their student on film, they should no longer ever be allowed to teach. In fact, they should go to jail like, first off. This is. Bonkers, like the school's second off. Don't be like, well, you should probably just go work at another school. Yeah, you know, have sex with those students because they're not our students. Yeah, what's crazy about this is that not only is she allowed to transfer to another school, but like also like they let her give a speech at the end of the year (laughs) ceremony. Which is where Natsu and Rui find out that she's being transferred. Like they they didn't they didn't tell her anything about this. so, you know, after she gives the speech, Natsuo is, like, kind of desperately searching for her. Like, the teachers in the teacher's room tell him, like, you need to go home. Because they all know. Um, and so, like, he goes to her apartment, but it's completely empty. She's gone. Like, she has, she's obviously made some advanced preparation for this. Um, and Natsuo kind of falls into a spiral of depression. So, like, he stops eating. He doesn't leave his room for days. Uh, everyone's obviously worried about him, but there's nothing anybody can do. Nothing nobody can do except for Mari, our hero, uh, who kind of forces him to leave the his his room and go to a bathhouse, um, where they tell where Mari proceeds to not wear pants again. Yeah, which I he spends a lot longer in this show not wearing pants than I would prefer. But we do also get to see his really cool yakuza tats because he, apparently he used to be a yakuza enforcer. Um, and he kind of gives Natsu a little bit of his backstory, um, because, uh, Mari is gay, um, and he does talk about how, like, he had to leave the Yakuza life to kind of, for, to live as an authentic person and live his real life. Um, and he gives Natsu a little bit of advice, and from here, Natsu goes to Kiria, his literature teacher's house, and he kind of, he says, listen, I can't keep writing a short story every day, but that's because I have this novel that I need to write. I have a novel inside me that needs to come out, and I'll make it up to you. Side note, if I were this teacher, I would be so pissed at how often students are just showing yeah. up at my door, like on New Year's Day. Is that super normal? Like, I don't understand. Like, I've never been to any of my teacher's houses. No. Like, I that, do that not can't know where any of my teachers live. That, that can't be normal. But this is now, like, the third time that Natsu has been to his teacher's house. Also inappropriate. Yeah. You should not be going over to your teacher's house and as a teacher you should say when your students show up at your house like do not come to my house don't come here um but anyway so he uh he 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 tells the he tells his teacher that he's going to be writing a novel and write he does uh he locks himself away in his room and but this time so that he can write all morning noon and night Uh, he finally emerges and the novel that he's poured all his feelings into is done he brings it to kiria and asks him to read through it and then ghana goes home to his family uh, and Natsuo tells him, hey, everything's going to be okay. I'm all right now. And they decide to go to a New Year's festival to celebrate. Um, and then, you know, a few days or, or maybe weeks, like the timeline is kind of sketchy at this point in the show. Like it doesn't Time really, passes. Time passes. Uh, and his literature teacher asks him to come over to discuss the novel that he's written. Now, unbeknownst to Natsuo, Kiria has entered his novel into a competition. And uh, Kiria and a strange man whisk him away to accept his award for best emerging novelist. Uh, and it turns out that the stranger is a manager for a literary journal and Natsuo is kind of on his way to becoming a successful novelist. Um, and returning home after this kind of whirlwind of a day, 
uh, Natsuo opens the door to find Hina standing there. And he kind of rushes to embrace her. But as she turns around in his arms, he realizes that it's actually Rui wearing a wig. Um, and she pushes him away and like runs to her room and he chases after her. And it kind of turns out that she borrowed a wig from Momo for some reason that they don't really elaborate on. Yeah, that um, was and, a little weird. Yeah, she was trying it on. And uh, the two of them talk for a bit. But then at some point, she ends up pushing him down to the bed and jumps on top of him. And she goes, I won't hold back on my sister's account anymore. And then she kisses him. And that's where the anime ends. Yeah. Um, oh, I should also point out, they, along with having no idea where Hina is, the parents hire like a private eye to find out her address. Yes, so they, they know where she is. And, but and what is probably them. their only decent decision, they decide not to <clears throat> tell Rui and, and uh, Natsuo. Well, because I... They also know what happened. They know. Yes, they and do know. For some the school reason, seems to have told them. Yeah, and also for some reason they don't seem upset about it. They don't seem as upset about it as they should be. Yeah. I mean, they definitely seem to be very <laughs> worried about Natsuo and also Hina to some respect. But, like, they should probably be reacting differently. Yeah, I would maybe not have Natsuo and Rui under the same roof at yeah. this point. Well, no, they don't, they don't know about Rui. I, you know, I would just assume. Yeah, yeah, they should definitely have some. I'd be like, he's going to boarding school. Yeah, they don't Goodbye. need. They don't need. They don't know about the whole Rui thing yet, but they should probably have some questions at least. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's how. That's where we end with the anime. That's yeah, where the anime ends. What I will say is, I think it was a good ending, um, just in terms of the story that they decided to tell. Like, mm. you will notice that a lot of my points from this are. In spite of the story that they <laughs> wanted to tell. Right. The way that they told the story, I think they did a good job. I think that's a good place to leave it, especially for what is coming up next. Are you ready to jump in? Uh, this is all you, bud. All right. So, this is spoilers for us, too, because we haven't read the manga. I think, Justin, you said, Best Boy Justin, you were thinking about reading it down in the future yeah because just because of, like a lot of times like once i pick up a story i need to finish it like if i've gone more than like two episodes or three episodes into an anime i need to finish it um but you know knowing what i know now about what happens in the manga like maybe i might make an exception yeah well let's so for those of you who have either watched the show and and not read the manga um as far as we can tell from our research it doesn't appear as though there is going to be another season of the anime i think the director has specifically said that there won't be so if you are waiting for that don't go read the manga um or listen to the synopsis we're about to to bring you uh and here is our super spoiler section. So, Hina has moved into this new apartment. No one knows where the location is except for the parents. Rui has declared her intentions of getting with her brother, even though she said she didn't want to. Now, very clearly she does. Uh, and she doesn't have an older sister blocking her way. <laughs> you know, isn't that the worst? Um, so she does just that. She pursues uh, Natsua. They spend many many chapters of this 28 volume manga uh developing a love story between rui and natsua and by the time they are together and in love and happy you're theoretically rooting for them uh we get you know a couple of contenders we get this one girl who's interested i think she does like coke and that's like her shtick but you know listen she's not sharing any parents with Natsuo, so he's not interested. Um, 
I really wish he was. I Right? Like, it would just be so much easier if he was like, hey, girl who, you know, I would have to go to a different house for holidays for. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why don't we get together? But no, of course not. I really wish he didn't put it that way. <laughs> um, so, at this point, Hina actually comes back into the fray and she's like, hey, I... I still love you, but he's he's with Rui now, and in fact, she's pregnant. So so there's so right. Hina's out, right? Uh, nothing better than you know than nope. Not gonna finish that sentence. Yeah, don't go ahead and gloss <laughs> on that one. Um, so so he has now impregnated his stepsister. He has rebuffed the advances of his other older stepsister teacher, uh, and they are having a baby and are going to get married. It it seems like everything is wrapped up. Him and Rui are together. The will they, won't they, with Hina is not going to happen. Rui has won. Except for one person who can turn the situation around. Who is it? It's possibly the most famous person in all of anime. Truck-kun. Oh no! Truck-kun strikes again. Hits Hina through the wall of a building. Knocks her into a vegetative state. She's comed up the wazoo. She is in a bed, not moving. This is over. Rui is one. Mm -hmm. Except Rui can't, can't handle this situation. It's not fair. She has Natsuo's baby. She ends the relationship. She decides that Natsuo would be better off spending his time by Hina's side. Because she's got the baby, Hina needs Natsuo. Reasons. Wow. So they break off the the marriage. Uh, Natsuo stays with Hina. Um, five years go by. That kid grows up, and God, that poor child. When they have to explain how their parents met. Um, but Natsuo decides to marry Hina because who? Doesn't want to marry a girl in a coma. You know, I'm not going to finish that sentence either. Um, so they decide to get married. He slips the ring on her you finger. You say they decide to get married, but okay. he decides to get he married. He decides to get married. And the parents okay it, which is... Parents of the year! God, yeah. Someone calls CPS. But they approve the marriage. They decide to get married. He slips the ring on her finger. And of course she wakes up from that. And they live happily ever after. Uh, and, and that's how, uh, that story ends. Um, wild. The coma strats. Like, did not see that one coming. Yeah, that's, <laughs> ooh, it's a lot. That child, my god. That child that needs need so therapy. much therapy. Everyone in this show needs therapy, but that child especially is going <laughs> to need a lot of work. So, uh, I, I think to wrap all of this up you've kind of heard from both of us throughout this but like my takeaway from this is that this is an exceptional show with a trash topic mm. like trash story like the way the story is told is great the way the i think the only like technical element to it is I, what you brought up before. I don't think there is a lot of character growth throughout the series. Um, maybe that's something we get with the manga. 
Doesn't I, seem like it. I don't like any of the choices any of the characters make. Like, at my core, I look at Natsuo and Hina and Rui, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you? Mm-hmm. Like, you are terrible people. I don't like watching a person get with their step-siblings. I do like the show, how the story is told, all the elements of it, the presentation, all of that. And for me, that is enough to get by. Like, because all literally all you have to do to make this like an S-tier show is just make it not not have like the sibling twist to it. Right. Um, but if you're going to throw that into the mix and we're just going to talk about like a pure heaping pile of trash and watching trash for the sake of appreciating trash for trash as an art, mm-hmm. I think that this show succeeds. And and if that is the kind of thing you like, I think you will really enjoy this show. If you have any sort of taste, I think you will hate this show. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's that's my take on it. My takeaway out of ten, I rate this show do not watch. I rated like, a ten. You rated it. I rated a, a ten <laughs> flaming dumpsters out of ten flaming dumpsters. Yeah, do not watch this show. Uh, I found this anime to be extremely difficult to watch. I was basically in a, in a in a constant state of cringe this entire show. Like, but that's the fun. No, well, that's not fun <laughs> for me. Um, and like, while it did have a lot of redeeming technical qualities, the soundtrack and character design would be chief among them. Um, it isn't enough to overcome how little I enjoyed the story. Like, as far as the storytelling is concerned, it does a good job of telling its story. It's just not one that I want to listen to. Like, I I could not, I couldn't look past it. It was <laughs> it was fair. a dumpster fire, and it, I just I don't recommend it to anyone. Yeah, but I think a great place to start with uh, anime is trash or. What what's our series called again? Uh, anime was a mistake. Anime was a mistake, right? I think this is a great entry point to anime was a mistake because I, I think this, you know, people think, uh, you know, when you tell random people on the street, they're like, anime is that that like weird like tentacle thing or something? And like, there are elements of anime that kind of give it a bad name in the broader like scheme of things, and I think this is one of those things that people think of, but like. I think to understand anime is to understand all aspects of this. And this, I think, is an exemplary example of the trash side of anime. Which you should not watch. Just listen to this episode <laughs> on it and be happy that we did it so you don't have to. But you know what you should listen to, at the very least, is our top ten list. Because this is this show, we have a list for you guys. We always have a list. Um, so our top ten list for this week is top ten why anime. Um so the kind of theme behind this list, uh, and it's not in any like particular order or anything like that, is just times in anime where you just find yourself going, why anime? Why did you put this in here? Like, there's no need for it, or, you know, it's out of context or the show, or it's just out of left field, bonkers, weird, fucked up, like whatever. Yeah. This is that list. And I would like to start with one of my personal favorites from this list. That's a weird way of (laughs) setting it up. Um, In Ace of Diamonds, which you all know I had a recent love affair with, uh, the coach is oftentimes in the 
communal bath with the students. Yeah. And that is weird. And he, like, stands up and is naked, and they see his junk, and I am not okay with that. Yeah. So, like, apparently, you know, Japan has a, a different culture when it comes to norms about, like, being nude. But, like, I think... This should be an exception. Yeah, like, teachers I, under no circumstance should, should be with nude their around their students. Yes, if domestic girlfriend has taught us anything. Yeah, um, like and like they kind of frame it in a strange way where like the coach is always seen giving good advice to his students in the bath, but like just could give advice to your students on the field. Yeah. Man. Also, he wears his sunglasses while he's in the bath too. Super is, weird. Which super is super weird. weird. Um, on on recent, you know love affairs that I've had with shows. Um, I, I have one from Yoamushi Petal as well. Um, in the second season, right? So like you go through the whole first season, you get to the second season at the end of the episode, they always have like a little splash card in the first season. It was the main character and like a robot from the anime he likes. So like super normal, fine, whatever. It's like the last thing you see of the show in the second season they take all of the like ancillary female characters and they have them posing provocatively. So like cleavage or like panty shots, like that sort of thing, like as a group photo, which is super weird because there is no sexualization of the characters at all in the context of the show. The only time they are sexualized or even thought of in this light is in this one image right at the very end. And what makes it even weirder and creepier is there's like a little chibi version of the main character that every time they have the card show up, they have that little chibi version of it do something different. And that is the only thing that moves in that image. So you have one episode where like he just falls from the top into one of the girl's cleavage uh, or there's like one girl bent over and he like usually it's the um the title of the show covering her like you know bits uh but for this title card they move the title over and put the little chibi version of him over her bits and then all of a sudden it just starts multiplying like crazy so it super weird super random <laughs> justin do you have one you want to share yeah, so uh, one that I kind of want to share is uh, this, you know, some of you may be familiar with this, but the toothbrush scene from Bakemonogatari. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bakemonogatari, the, this show is is weird in general. Uh, it is also probably a contender for our one of our episodes on the anime was a mistake list. <laughs> yeah. But in this particular scene, uh, for some reason that I, I don't really remember, it's been a while since I saw the show, but the main character is brushing his sister's teeth, and it is weird, and it is horny, and it's very sexualized. Not okay. Um, it's literally the only thing I've seen from Bakemono Gallery. <laughs> it's a shame, too, because the show is really good, but this scene is like... Why is it here? Why? It serves no purpose because at all. Anime. It's because anime. But uh, that, that's that's definitely up there on my why anime list. Uh, <clears throat> another one that I have on my list is um, from Goblin Slayer. And that's the graphic and uncomfortable sexual assault in the first episode. Um it was a lot. Like, I watched the first episode of this show and then did not watch it again for months. Like, I was like, this is not okay. I can see why it's such a turnoff for so many people. And, like, it does not advance the story in any way that, you know, 
the goblins being portrayed as just violent and marauding would do. Like, you could have the same effect of the goblins destroying a village, but I, instead they did this, like, a very graphic sexual assault scene that I was not super okay with. I, I have mixed feelings on that. I, I understand why they put it in there, just in the sense of showing how terrible goblins are it was um, too but, graphic but i do agree with you that like the way that they did it was like too suggestive too graphic um i would also like to talk about the groping in uh haruhi mm-hmm. um and and also a lot of other animes but that one sticks out particularly in my head um there's just this one character that the the main girl haruhi just like whenever she comes in she like puts her in all these like you know made outfits and stuff to like you know use her sexual appeal to like advance their club's agendas but like she just like goes up and starts like grabbing her chest and stuff and it's like super not okay yeah um and she the the girl is just like oh no duh. but it's anime and and like it she just gets away with it the whole time. And it's, I, for me, I think the worst thing about it is that it becomes okay in the context of the show. Like people are like, Hey, don't do that. But she continues to do it anyway. And there's no sort of repercussions to that kind of by the nature of the show. But like, to me, if you're going to include things like that, you have to include the message that this is not okay because there are people who watch it and like, don't, always put those two together unfortunately um on another similarly depressing note uh we have being okay with slavery oh god yeah this is like a weird thing that kind of keeps coming up in shows uh the examples that we were thinking of was uh the ancient magus bride and also the rising of the shield hero um so for me like the rising of the shield hero really sticks out with raftalia like getting her freedom and then saying no i want to be a slave i just find that highly problematic yeah and also like there's like not quite related to the topic but also the fact that she definitely views him as a father figure which is also deeply problematic um but then also like you know ancient magus bride you get a ton of that you know like she's definitely very fixated on the fact that she is his property for like the first like half of the anime um and it's too much it's a lot um it's never it's never really properly reconciled either which i think is problematic but yeah uh you want to take these next two yeah so um you know we have uh from elfin lied uh so this is a show i i generally once i watch the first like three or four episodes of a show i kind of have to finish it i need to know how the story ends this is a show that I did not finish. Uh, and in this show, this is the episode where I this I just gave up on this show. Um, I think it was like the eighth episode of the show where this group of boys uh, torture and murder a small puppy. And like... No, I can't watch anything. This show in general hurt. was mentally scarring. Like people will talk about like Evangelion as the show that like is messed up in the head. This show like is damaging. Like I don't think anybody should watch this show. Um, but this was the episode where I gave up on this show completely and, uh, I just couldn't handle it. It was, it was unnecessary. It was graphic. It was made me sad. Um, so yeah, that's why anime for that one. Uh, and the next one I have on my list is, uh, 
Hisoka lusting after Gon in Hunter Hunter. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a lot. Though what I will say makes for great memes. That's the only thing. That's, <laughs> that's the only redeeming. Like, it's, God, it's so weird. Like, the it's sounds and faces that he makes when he's around Gon. Yeah. It's like, this is inappropriate. This is not okay. Gon is a child. Yes. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, to wrap up the list, our last two, uh, I would say battle damage and clothing uh, throughout anime. Um you know, you see it in Dragon Ball Z. Goku gets his, like, shirt blown off. Uh, they have it all the time in all kinds of shows. Yeah. I, I think of, like, Mach and Key, Freezing, um, Fire Force is a great example of it. But, like, I don't know any real-life situation where you take a blast and you lose everything covering your breast, but nothing else. Yeah, no. That's... <laughs> Only in anime. And it begs the question, why anime? Uh, and then to round out our list at number 10, we have Domestic Girlfriend. Why anime? Um, the whole I, show. I think we pretty much answered that in this episode. Because here. of the everything we just finished talking about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's another episode of The Best Boys in the Books. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you like what we're doing here on the pod, please leave us a review on your podcast supplier of choice. It really helps us out a lot. And as always, feel free to shoot us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. Oh, did, did you want me to do an outro? I, I, I didn't want you to. Oh, you want it? See, every time I sign off, you have a problem with it. Like, you know, I had my awesome, like, uh, good night and good luck. It wasn't meet. awesome. Uh, I had my only dance plug. It wasn't. I it wasn't had, good. You know, I have a lot of good ideas. I think you just need to, to give them a try. Disagree. Bye. boy justin best boy dan we forgot something what did we forget the suppository the suppository oh my god how did we forget the suppository oh my god oh god uh, here we go all right can you can you can you explain it yeah so okay so at some at, point at what in, point in, this... in the story was this this was uh, before they started taking baths together, but after they started sort of making out weirdly. Oh, um, oh yeah. So it was like still pretty early on. Yeah, still fairly early. Uh, Rui catches a cold um, and like uh, Natsuo finds her passed out in the front entryway of the uh, the house. You know how you sometimes pass out places when you have just a garden variety cold. Um, you have mentioned this to me before, but like, 
you, you told me once that you are terrified of getting the colds that they get in like Japan anime, anime. yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous because like listen I've had some bad colds I've had the flu but I have never had a cold where I was like passed out and incapacitated like it's bonkers it, and it's such a common trope in anime uh, it happens all the time um so yeah it's Rui has terrifying. this yeah Rui has this terrifying Japanese cold wherein she is bedridden um and in complete, completely incapacitated and he calls he calls Rui's mom and is like hey Rui's really sick what should i do and she goes oh well there's a suppository in the fridge yeah cuz no one we is were, home to help this poor child we we were we were staring at the screen slackjawed like what did she say su- suppository like like the butt thing the butt kind of suppository and yes yes she did what kind of cold medicine do you take rectally none as far as i'm aware but uh yeah so they don't do it on screen but uh the very next scene is him very clearly reacting to having put a pill in his stepsister's ass i don't know how you recover from that i also I mean, don't he know clearly how we, didn't i do not know how we forgot this yeah he clearly didn't recover from that given everything else that happened so like <laughs> it's not like he turned out fine i mean true but like, yeah. oh my god, I we yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I don't have anything less to say about that. Yeah, I'm hanging up now. Okay, bye, bye.